0: Well, join me in Luke chapter chapter 1 this morning, and we're kind of closing in on the tail end of this chapter. It's just, there's just so much in it there. Uh, and I kind of feel, I was thinking this morning, I kind of, uh, years ago on, on public broadcasting, there was a fellow named Bob Ross, who's an artist, and I don't know if you've ever seen him, but he would start off at the beginning of the... Show and he would have a blank canvas there, and in 30 minutes he would paint a picture, and you could you could see what he saw, and so I kind of feel like some days that's I have 30 minutes to <laughs> paint a little picture here, and hopefully you'll be able to see some things in here that <clears throat> that sometimes we just kind of miss. I uh, yesterday I was looking for something, or the day before I can't remember, and. And, and it was there in the refrigerator, and you watch this. What well, was right there? Well, I, I saw it, but I just didn't recognize it. And that's the way Scripture is. Sometimes we we see something and we just look at it so often, and we just don't recognize it. And uh, and when I was reading through this chapter here in the end, and we're going to be reading from uh, we're we're looking at Zachariah's. Uh, when Zechariah was given the ability to speak again he praised first thing he did was praise God and and it says and, and then he he began to prophecy. And it was a part of a prophecy was about Jesus the coming of the Messiah and part of it was about his son who was the messenger of the Lord and and we'll be going back and forth from Malachi to Luke here as we we examine this a little bit but let's read uh from verse 67. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. Now, Malachi was the last prophet of the Old Testament. And here we find Zacharias announcing a prophecy by the Holy Ghost, and he's just going to repeat pretty much everything that Malachi said. It's, it's not like new stuff. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, and Malachi was certainly one of those that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham that he would grant to us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. Uh, That word fear is interesting. It's uh, aphobia. You know, that's phobia. We get the word for kind of we're afraid of this or afraid of that. And when you put that Greek letter, or A-L in front of it, it means not, not fear, no no phobia. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> in holiness, in righteousness before him all the days of our life, and thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, <clears throat> to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, <clears throat> whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts until the day of his showing unto Israel. So he kind of goes back and forth between about his son and, and about the Messiah and, and the day spring up from on high. And <clears throat> my, my Greek interlinear gives a little bit different uh, translation of that you know the phrasing of it <clears throat> and it says to give knowledge of salvation to the people of him by forgiveness of the sins of them because of bowels of mercy of God and <clears throat> that's a word this bowels speaks of the heart of God the inward parts of him the the essential nature of him that's bound in electing love toward his people. And so we might think of it as because of and through the the heart of the mercy of God <clears throat> of us. And and it's our God with us. It's Emmanuel, the very Emmanuel that we looked at here in the earlier parts of whereby <clears throat> will visit us a sun rising from the height to appear to the ones in darkness and in a shadow of death sitting. And so what a beautiful metaphor, the coming of the the son of God. Uh, Malachi says the son of righteousness, the S-U-N of righteousness he's called, will arise with healing in his wings. And so really a lot of what Zachariah is saying here is he just, Given kind of a, a transliteration of what Malachi said back in and then it's translated into Greek and then English to us, and it comes out like that, <clears throat> but I think he was really just saying what Malachi said in the Old Testament, and there's just such a lot to unpack <clears throat> for the church in these in these three verses to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by. By the remission of their sins, through the the tender mercy of our God, the day spring on from on high, visiting us uh, to give to give light. <clears throat> when I was reading that, I was I, <clears throat> I was looking through some uh, <clears throat> some a Spurgeon sermon on on part of that. <clears throat> I felt like I'm just like a guy going through the a big field of flowers and I just pick a daisy here and a tulip there and a rose there bring them here and then just hand them out from all these men that the Lord has given insight to over time and Spurgeon when he he read these verses he says when I read these thoughts came to me like bees out of a hive it was just It was just almost too much. And as we look at these corollaries between Malachi, the last prophet, and the prophecies and revelations of Zacharias, uh, uh, turn back to the beginning of Luke there in chapter 1. I'll have to buzz right along here. I only have a half hour to paint my picture here, so... In, in chapter 1, verse 13, the angel said, he said unto Zacharias, fear not, have no phobia here. <laughs> for thy prayers heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb, and many Of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now, let's zip over to Malachi chapter 3. and Go left in your Bible <laughs> not right <clears throat> in Malachi chapter 3 verse 1 says behold I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me and the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in behold he shall come saith the Lord of hosts. <clears throat> and he says, but who may abide the day of his coming and who shall stand when he appeareth for? He's like a refiner's fire and like floor soap. <clears throat> and then turn over to the next chapter, Zechariah chapter 4. And we'll just read the, the whole thing. <clears throat> for behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. And all the proud and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Boy, if you just think about the organized religion of the people of that day and even now when the Lord came, all that happened. But to you that fear my name, Shall the son of righteousness arise? The day the day spring that's just the day spring from on high well that's that's just what that says. <clears throat> the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall, and ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and the judgments. Behold, I'll send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. That's just what Zechariah just said. He, this, this, very, The very words here. back in, in Luke chapter 1 <clears throat> the messenger of the Lord coming in the spirit and power <clears throat> of Elijah and, and Jesus he said that he in if you if you look over and we're not going to go there and read that but over in Matthew chapter 27 the disciples said <clears throat> well the scriptures say that Elijah's going to come before the day of the Lord. And he said, he came. He was here. And you know what? The religious folks did with him as they would. They cut his head off. (laughs) And they understood that he spoke to them of John the Baptist. That's what Matthew chapter 27 says. And so today as we look at this son of righteousness and, and this lesson starts where it properly deserves to start and that's with God. Uh, our text tells us that <clears throat> the knowledge of salvation, that's an important thing to consider, to give knowledge of salvation. <clears throat> you know it says you were chosen before him and before the foundation of the world. He gives you knowledge of salvation at the time appointed. (laughs) He's not going to leave you blank on that. And it's not going to be because you did something, and, and of course we just read about all the stuff that the law of Moses and the prophets, all those were like those notes on that page. They were just pictures of the music of Christ. They were just showing him, revealing him <clears throat> but like me I can't read a note of music I don't know they just look like little golf clubs to me <laughs> until somebody plays them on the piano or a guitar or something they, they don't I don't see them and, and that's what has to happen with Christ. We just, They're just notes on this, pictures on this page until Christ is revealed to us. Then suddenly it becomes music in our hearts. And uh, so <clears throat> this knowledge of salvation, something that's been accomplished by God and revealed to us. And it says it's the, the forgiveness of sins. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission or forgiveness of their sins. And that is through the tender mercy of our God. This this tender mercy, this we we think of tender as something gentle and soft and and easy, but it it really speaks more to the heart where it comes from that rather than uh, the action of it. it 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 originates in the heart of god is what it's trying to tell us <clears throat> it's based solely in the heart of the mercy of god and <clears throat> it's translated tender mercies of god in our king james version but and it certainly is tender but it's based on on the electing love of God. Jesus is He's always tender to those whom the Father gave him in the covenant of grace. He never came and threatened a single one of the all the people that he visited. He didn't say, You better believe on me or you're going to hell. (laughs) Bad punishment for you if you reject me. Make up your mind right now he he didn't operate that way and he doesn't operate that way <clears throat> and <clears throat> he's always tender to those whom the father gave him in the covenant of grace even when we're vain and we and we have no strength of our own yet yet he's constant in his love and he he never va- he never views us in the in the light of our frail nature he just sees you as god gave you to me I'm going to lay down my life for you. I love you. <clears throat> Our failures are are viewed as covered by the blood and the forgiveness of the mercy of God. <clears throat> he always comes with a voice of calm and peace and says Your sins are paid for double. He comes to us when we're when we're most unattractive, <clears throat> with nothing to recommend us and everything that really should condemn us. Uh, I, and Norman brought this out Wednesday night in, uh, in his Wednesday night lesson and I really appreciated it from Malachi and, and he read from Ezekiel and it just shows how we are and, and, <clears throat> and how the God is. In Ezekiel chapter sixteen I'm reading this again for, for those of you who missed it Wednesday night. Again the word of the Lord came to me saying in Ezekiel sixteen one, Son of Man cause Jerusalem to know the, her abominations. Well they don't know their abominations till something causes them to know them. And thus saith the Lord God to Jerusalem, thy birth and thy nativity is of the land of Canaan. We're, we're just from the world. We're born in sin. Thy father was an Amorite, thy mother a Hittite. <clears throat> and as for thy nativity, in the day thou was born, thy navel was not cut. You know, until God cuts that, we're still attached. <laughs> and we can't do anything about that. Neither was thou washed in water to supple thee. Thou was not salted or all, at all or swaddled at all. We had no robe of righteousness of our own. We were just naked and dirty and nasty and, and attached to the world. <clears throat> None I pitied thee to do any of these things unto thee. Religi- people can't do these things for you. Religion can't do that for you. Can't do it for yourself. None I pitied thee to do anything to thee or have compassion upon me, but thou wast cast out in the open field to the loathing of thy person in the day that thou was born. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said to thee, when thou was in thy blood, live. I said unto thee, when thou was in thy blood, live. I've caused thee to multiply. As the bud of the field and has... And thou hast increased, and waxen great. Thou art come to excellent ornaments, thy like breast or fashion. Thine hair is grown, <clears throat> whereas thou was naked and bare. And when I passed by thee, and I looked upon thee, behold, thy time was the time of love. That appointed time when God reveals his love to us, snips that navel, takes us away from where we were, and i spread my skirts over thee what a what a beautiful allegory of him just covering us like that that allegory in malachi the son of righteousness rises with healing in his wings and he just it's just like a hen that covers her brood with her wings and protects them and covers them and nurtures them i wash thee then i wash thee I swear unto thee and entered into the covenant with thee and, and thou became mine. I washed thee with water, yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee and I anointed thee with oil. Boy, what a picture. What a what a series of notes on a page that just becomes a symphony of grace. As always, and we, we find it's God that comes to us and who has loved us eternally. We don't find that that picture. Well, I had to get up off the ground because I was naked and dirty and I had to go work my way up and, and I had to do a bunch of stuff to make God look at me and and say well he's earned my my merit he's done enough good stuff to make me want to take care of him no it's when we were loathsome <laughs> that's when God comes to us when we're when we are yet without strength when we are have no ability when When we were ungodly, then Christ died for us. (laughs) The Lord appeared to me of old and said, I've loved thee with everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Eternal loving kindness is just another set of words which say the tender mercy of the heart of God. Now this tender mercy of the heart of God bringing the knowledge of salvation and the accomplishing of it will be manifested and accomplished through the visit of love, the visit of the day spring on high. And and that's really what it is, the visit of love. Verse 78 of Luke 1, Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet unto the way of peace. Now this day spring, as we find in the scripture, just speaks to us of Christ and the one sent of God to save his people from their sins. That's thou shalt have a son His name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Emmanuel, God with us. The descriptive term dayspring from on high literally means it comes from the dawn. The the sun rising. That's what Malachi said in chapter 4 verse 2. The sun, S-U-N, capital S-U-N by the way, of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. The sun coming up in the east. It's a it's a reminder, it's a picture of Christ coming to us every day. <clears throat> the sun rises every morning faithfully to give its light to the world. Every morning we have a reminder of the day spring from on high, bringing the remission of sin, forgiveness to his people, a picture of the mercy of God through the Savior that's new every day. Isn't that? How, that that's that When I thought of that, I said, you know, God would do that. He would give us a reminder every day. Now he could have <clears throat> he could have set the world up so there was just light all the time or whatever he wanted, but he had a purpose. And, and a lot of people think, well, the earth was just created and then people were here by accident or through whatever means, and God just put them there and they just kind of let them float around and see what would happen. And and <clears throat> but everything that he created he created with a purpose for the redemption of his people and everything it's like every jesus said search the scriptures for and them you think you have eternal life and and he says they are they that testify of me and when he and later on when we get to Luke chapter 20 the end he says he revealed to in all the scriptures the things concerning himself and i think that doesn't mean just here and there I mean, everything in the scriptures has something to do with Christ and the redemption of the church. Every line, every word, is—you <clears throat> know—that that music that Norman showed us this morning. There was a lot of notes on that page, and individually, if you just went blink and you played that one note, you might not have an inkling as to what that whole song was about or how it might sound. But when you put all the notes together and you play them, a beautiful melody comes out. And that's the way the scripture is. We have a picture here and another picture there, and we have a little glimpse here. Paul said, you know, we kind of see through the glass darkly. And that's the way the sun is. It kind of comes up in the morning and it doesn't give its full light yet. But you know, uh, I think it was... it's either Robert Hawker or Matthew Henry said, "You know it's promising you that at noon you're going to have the full light. <laughs> it's coming. <clears throat> and so we get a glimpse here, and we get a glimpse there to remind us of the Lord it's of the Lord's mercies that were not consumed, because his compassions fail not, they're new every morning. And so we have that reminder. When that sun, the day spring, the dawning of the sun of righteousness comes up every morning, <clears throat> it appears in that what they call that gray dawn of morning. It's not full yight light yet, but little by little we get more notes, and pretty soon we 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 hear a, a melody coming out to us. <clears throat> God who who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. It, you know, at night, I think we have the night time so that we can appreciate the light. We can appreciate the morning. We look forward to the, I get up early in the morning and it's still dark out. You can't see anything. I like it when the sun comes up and you can see stuff and you can get out and go about and do things. But while it's dark, I have time to sit and think about things and 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 then i appreciate that light when it comes and god commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory of god in the face of jesus christ what a picture more more of those notes that's from second corinthians chapter 4 verse 6 kind of the way salvation is we you know a lot of times when we're first saved we don't have much of an inkling about Grace. We know something wonderful has happened, but maybe we don't know a lot about the particulars of it. We just know it. But then God is gracious and reveals more and more of Himself to us, and and uh, pretty soon we see more of the tender uh, mercies of God, and we see more clearly the the constant grace around us. That that light comes up in the morning and it doesn't just send a little beam here, a little beam there, a little beam there. It sends, it lights the whole world. We have also a more sure word of prophecy where unto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn, the sun of righteousness, the day spring. Just another term for Christ there, and the day star arise <clears throat> in your hearts. <clears throat> he's just quoting Malachi there peter is second second Peter one nine this great light this this day spring has visited us and shined in in a very dark place shines it shines in our hearts, which are dead in trespasses and sin and this great light shines in the darkness for our heart and God through the Spirit sheds abroad the, sheds abroad the love of God in our hearts, what Romans 5 five and 6 says, this, uh, this Visit of the Day Spring. This this visit of love can't really be understood until, or even appreciated until, till one has the new birth. The old nature's in darkness. That's what the. It's like those somber notes in the melody. Boom 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 boom. And then they always have. I, I always enjoyed that Peter and the Wolf thing when I was a kid, and they would whenever the wolf would come, they would play the oboe and the deep, uh, dangerous sounding music and then all of a sudden you'd hear the happy little sound of the other stuff going on and they, they played that, that through. Well, <clears throat> the scripture's like that. It, it shows us the darkness of our nature but always we have the notes of the gospel right behind it that say here's the day spring from on high the tender mercies of god from before the foundation of the world the lamb slain <clears throat> but you know it says we're we're blind not physically blind or not always but spiritually spiritually blind we read the, We read those words on the page when we're not saved and they don't mean anything to us really. Other than, well, it says here I'm not supposed to do this. and I'm not supposed to do this. And I am supposed to do this, 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 this. Well, that's what Malachi said. You know what? The law, you had the law of Moses and the prophets. And you said, here's what it means. It means don't do this, 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 and this. And it does mean you must do this, 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 and this. But you missed the part about the day spring from on high. You missed the part that testified of Christ. You missed the gospel. You're just doing the do stuff. They're blind. <clears throat> to To what to what degree can a blind person see a light? That's why Christ said, "I came to open blind eyes." It's just a and he did that physically for some folks, but it was just a spiritual picture, some notes on the page to, to say, you have to have your eyes open to see the day spring from on high. <clears throat> He's, I'm the light of the world. John chapter 1, how can they understand? John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. They couldn't see this that light. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John, the one same John that we've been talking about in Luke for quite some time. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not he came unto his own and his own received him not but and it after that condemnation of the light was in the world and the world didn't understand or his own he came unto his own and they rejected him and but as many as received him to them gave he power to become sons of god even to them that believe on his name and we know that how that happens from Ephesians 1.19 says we believe according to the working of his almighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. That's a, I, don't, I just don't know if we can understand the magnitude of the amount of that power that is needed to resurrect a dead sinner is the same power that was needed to resurrect Christ from the tomb. Which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Pretty pretty explanatory when you read the whole thing. <laughs> it's not that they resurrected themselves, not that they believed themselves, not that they came of their own power. Uh, it was. We find it's just like what we read in e- Ezekiel. I saw you and you were pretty awful, but I loved you from before the foundation of the world. I have your name written in my Lamb's book of life. My son agreed to give his life for you. I love you. I've always loved you eternally. My spirit is going to come at the po- time that I feel is the appointed time for you and breathe into you the breath of life. <clears throat> it's... It's the tender mercy of God to give light to them that sit in darkness. That's how that happens. And it says, not only are they sitting in darkness, but they're in the very shadow of death. I was reading a little bit on the Sword of Damocles this morning. <laughs> there was a ruler that, I don't want to go down that road too far, but he was a real powerful ruler and he was kind of a tyrant. and this guy named Damocles says, well, you got it made, man. You got everybody to bow down to you and everybody takes care of you and and, and all the wonderful things about being king and and he was always afraid somebody was going to assassinate him and he says, well, I'll tell you what, you can be king for the day and he put him on the throne and they brought him all these good things to eat and then he had somebody came and they hung this razor-sharp sword over him and it was only suspended in the air by one Horse hair. And, and the guy. He just couldn't be comfortable being king. He just kept kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that don't fall. I hope that hair don't break. It's only. As J- uh, Jonathan Edwards said. It's only God that holds that up there. It's only God that holds that sword of Damocles up there in the air. And comes keeps it from crashing down through your noggin and killing you dead because he loved you from all eternity and at the appointed time he's going to reveal Christ died for you. <clears throat> the, the visit of the love by the day spring on high it's, it's the ultimate display of God's love Through Christ, he he came to die for the sheep. That That was what the visit was for. It wasn't just so he could come and give us a moral guide and be our pal. He came to die for the sheep. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for the sheep, for his friends. When we were yet without strength, when we were laying there in awful condition... In due time, Christ died for the ungodly, Romans 5, 6. God commended his love for us, manifested it that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Well, we've used our 30 minutes, Bob Ross time. <laughs> so I hope through all this, it Maybe you've got a little more of a glimpse into the day from on high that visited us to give his life a ransom for many. And when you go through that Malachi, he says, "It's a great and a terrible day at the same time." I always just thought that was kind of a, a one term, but it's it's kind of two terms. It's it's great. For the redeemed of the Lord. They say, Hallelujah. But for the people that are just putting all their hopes in religion, for the people that their power is based in religion and those those laws of Moses and the prophets and all the stuff they have to do or can't do. When Christ came, for them it was a terrible day. And they tried to kill him, even though it was it's written down from before the foundation of the world he says i I have to go and be turned over to the elders and the chief priests and this and be crucified. <laughs> if I don't do that you you're all doomed. So thank you for your attention, and be free as always.